Opening yourself up to receiving feedback on your creative work can feel really scary for some, yet it's been proven time and again that success doesn't happen in isolation. In this episode, we unpack the ways to invite more feedback into our creative process so that we can learn, develop and grow in our songwriting and become more resilient to create our best work yet. Thanks for joining me. Welcome to the Magic of Songwriting podcast with iHeart Songwriting Club. In this podcast, we help you reconnect with and experience the transformation, the joy and the magic of songwriting so that you can become the songwriter you've always dreamed of being. I'm Francesca DeValence and I'll be your guide. Let it go. I used to wear my independence, capability and self-reliance as a badge of honour. These are admirable traits, however, if taken to the extreme, like I did, and to the exclusion of other qualities, like I did, it can result in false beliefs and limitations. One of the false beliefs I had, which was quite subconscious for much of my life, was I need to be able to do this on my own. And if I accept help, that means I didn't do it on my own and I can't receive all the praise for the job well done. Or another belief was, I want to do it my way and that's the only way I'm willing to do it. This happened with many aspects of my life, including in my songwriting. The limitation here is that when I tried to do things in my own bubble, like write a song, I would encounter a challenge and not know how to move forward from that, effectively staying stuck in that place for some time. Or perhaps I would write songs in the same way all the time, limiting any growth. And most certainly one of the limitations of working solo was that I didn't have any awareness if my ideas or my songs worked outside of my own bubble, and so I doubted everything I created. I operated from this place for a multitude of reasons. Firstly, doing things on my own was really familiar. I'd been doing it for a long time. Whilst it may have been really helpful at some point in life, whether that was working for me now was another thing entirely. Another reason I did this was that it was safe to work on my own and I didn't have to open myself up to the criticism of others. I was really sensitive to what others might think of me and my ideas. Quite frankly, I was really critical of myself, so opening up to what others might say about what I was doing was something I didn't have any resilience around. I wouldn't have even known how to respond to that information or known what to do with it. My ego would have taken a massive hit if it wasn't all positive input. I also think I would have been really swayed by other people's input because I didn't really have enough self-belief about the work I was doing. Believing that success happens on your own is a severely limiting belief. What is success anyway? I suppose you could feel successful within yourself, a sense of accomplishment and achievement using your own internal goalposts and values, but I think many people think of success as being revered and acknowledged in the eyes of others. 
and particularly by a volume of people, others who are further along the path than us, and relevant industry bodies. So if success doesn't happen in isolation, how can it happen in community with others? In episode 22 of the podcast, we talk about how learning, growth, and our awareness of self is fast-tracked when we receive feedback. Learning next to others is a brilliant way to learn about ourselves. We can gain encouragement and ideas to try new things by being part of the growth journey of others. But specifically, getting feedback can assist us to develop our growth and gain self-awareness, and these are essential elements in success, something that is very hard to do in a bubble. Watching any music awards, you'll hear successful award recipients thanking quite a few people in their acceptance speeches. Successful people have learned to lean on others to help them to grow and to become successful. They have a reliable team and community around them that they trust, and they are all working together with a common goal in mind. Most songwriters have common goals. They want to write songs that they're proud of and share them with others. Songwriters also have a shared goal of having an audience that will listen to those songs. It's for these reasons that other songwriters are wonderful people for you to be in community with. Not only is there those shared goals, but songwriters also have an enhanced understanding of the process of songwriting and they can hear the potential of a song based on a simple work tape or demo. Most people who join iHeart Songwriting Club haven't had a songwriting community around them before and are immediately struck by how helpful having input from other songwriters is. But that's only if they're really ready to receive such feedback. Like I shared about myself earlier, some people are really sensitive and less resilient to the feedback from others. It's not something they're used to. They've maybe had a bad experience around this. They're really attached to their work, so they've not opened up to the subjective thoughts from others before, or they, too, are critical of themselves and resist receiving any more criticism. For those people, there is a little bit more work for them to do to become familiar with this process of feedback. But it's fair to say that the only way to become more familiar and comfortable with it, and thus benefit from the feedback, is to stick at it. Inviting others to the creative process and showing your songs to others can be so foreign for many songwriters who have kept their songwriting process under wraps. So if this is something that you would like to do, here are some ways that you can go about giving and receiving feedback on songs. Let's start with giving feedback to other songwriters on their songs. Tip number one, feedback should be useful and helpful. How can your comment help the songwriter to develop their skill, their song or their idea to the next stage? If it's not something they can use, either reconsider a way to share it that is useful or keep those thoughts to yourself. If you're wanting a starting point for offering helpful feedback, perhaps offer two points of encouragement about the song, for example, what you're liking about it, and one thing that they can work on, for example, what's not working so well just yet. Here's an example of some feedback you might find helpful. 
I love how your first verse puts me right in the action and I feel the pain point of the storyteller by the end of the first chorus. That melody is working really so well over those chords too. I'd love the second verse to take me deeper into the experience of the storyteller to offer a similar level of impact as that first verse had. Tip number two. Feedback is subjective. Feedback can only be offered from the perspective and or preferences of the person who is giving feedback. There is no definitive way to write a song or a great song or to develop those ideas or those skills. So remember that your feedback is only one way to approach something. Tip number three, don't offer unsolicited feedback. Offer feedback when requested and offer it directly to the person it is intended for. Unsolicited and indirect feedback may not be well received or even helpful. Feedback should be requested before being offered and it can be shared in conversation or written. Tip number four, feedback should be relevant to where the work is at. If the work is at a final production stage, then offering feedback on lyrics is irrelevant and unhelpful. However, if the work is in draft stage, lyrical feedback may be incredibly helpful and any feedback on recording would be irrelevant. If you're not sure about where the work is at in terms of development, simply ask. Tip number five, put your work forward to receive feedback from others. To be part of the full cycle of giving and receiving feedback, be willing to put your work forward for feedback as this will demonstrate to you how receiving feedback feels and can assist you to provide more helpful and relevant feedback over time. All right, let's have a look at receiving feedback from other songwriters on your song. So if you're the person putting your songs forward for feedback, here are some suggestions for you to make that more effective. Tip number one, ask for what you need. Being specific about what you're seeking feedback around can reduce any opportunity for irrelevant feedback. Receiving feedback can feel like opening yourself up to the judgment from others in unexpected ways. So if you can be specific about what you're seeking feedback around, then you'll be focusing on the areas of development that you know you're seeking support around rather than an open slather approach for feedback. And if you don't ask for what you need and you receive feedback that is unhelpful, that can lead to frustration and confusion. You can't expect others to read your mind regarding what feedback you need, so get specific and communicate that. Here's an example. What do you think of this song? The feedback you get by asking this question may lead to all sorts of input on the song that may be quite irrelevant and quite unhelpful. Versus something specific that you might ask. For example, what is the story in my song saying to you? How does the tagline of the chorus make you feel when you hear it the first time and subsequent times? Is the message in the bridge working for the song in your opinion? Tip number two. When you receive feedback, try not to react to it. Easier said than done, I know. But this is about developing resilience around creativity and songwriting. Rather than react, observe. Notice where there is constructive criticism and notice where there is encouragement in the feedback. 
What could be helpful within the feedback offered? Are there ideas you can try out? If you find yourself shrinking around constructive criticism, this is healthy for you to observe within yourself. And if you can find a way to make that feedback useful, it might really assist you to develop. And I know that if you only received positive feedback and encouragement week after week, you'd get frustrated and want something a little bit more constructive. Tip number three, try out any ideas offered up. Whether you agree with the ideas or not, it definitely doesn't hurt to try out the ideas. By doing this, you'll develop faster and become more resilient to exercising your creative ideas in new ways. It will also help you get clear about your songwriting preferences and thus be more decisive around making creative decisions. Tip number four. Take what you need, leave what you don't and say thank you either way. Whilst some feedback may be useful and helpful, some won't be. Don't take on board anything that doesn't align with you or is not helpful or relevant. Leave it behind and move on. If you attach to that, then you're making it your problem. Be grateful for all of the feedback as an opportunity to grow as a songwriter and say thank you for the feedback. Tip number five. All feedback can help you to grow. Some feedback might be hard to receive and, as I've mentioned, some feedback may not even be helpful. Whilst it's ideal not to react, sometimes what you might receive in terms of feedback may elicit a response in you. And this response or reaction, which will likely be an ego reaction, will show you where your growth area is if you're willing to look at it this way. This is an ideal opportunity to become aware of yourself and to grow. This growth may not even be around songwriting specifically, but might feel a little bit more personal. It's up to you to take this opportunity for personal development and growth, but know that herein lies the space to develop resilience. Tip number six, regularly give feedback to other songwriters. If you're part of giving feedback to others, it can help you to become more resilient around receiving feedback. And tip number seven, don't expect anything. It can be healthy to remove any expectations of what you want people to say and the time frame in which they will give that feedback. If you're being frustrated by what people are offering in terms of feedback or the timeliness of this, check your expectations. Are they realistic? Giving and receiving feedback is working in relationship with others. And anytime you're working with others in this way, it can be really helpful to check your expectations that you have. I'll be completely honest. The biggest frustration that people have in iHeart Songwriting Club is other people's participation levels. I've spoken about this quite a few times on the podcast in terms of some rough statistics. I reckon 20% of people show up 100% of the time. 50% of people show up in that mid-range between 40 and 80% of the time. And 30% of people show up less than that 40% of the time. This is around songwriting, but also around giving feedback and also many other things. 
As much as I would love to encourage more participation from that 50% group and even get more of those 30% of people more committed to themselves because I know just how life-affirming and magical songwriting is, controlling people is just not something I'm into. The only things we can effectively do is hold open the space for people to step into. And developing this podcast was one of the ways I wanted to help people shift any limiting beliefs about their songwriting. If you're joining a songwriting community with an expectation of getting feedback on your songs, then check your expectations around this. Is this the primary service of the community? If you're only after feedback, then perhaps specifically paying for a songwriting feedback service might be more in line with your goals. If the songwriting community is about sharing, exploring, creating, then be willing to share, explore and create in that space. Someone joined iHeart Songwriting Club with the expectation of getting feedback on every song. She didn't get feedback on every song and she quit. Even though she'd never written 10 songs in 10 weeks until this point. In a conversation with her, she realised she had to check in on her expectations. They just weren't realistic. Whilst there's an enthusiasm to start and be part of something, the real change requires commitment to taking action regularly. And with that, she started back up in the club. Quitting because you're not getting what you need from others is only self-sabotaging your own songwriting development. Another long-term songwriter in the club offered this up as some feedback to us when it came to those songwriters who aren't as participatory. I have used the experience as a benchmark for my own self-discipline, practice and learning, and to that end, it has worked superbly. Another member from Ireland says, I've been reflective and noticing how the lack of feedback made me feel and questioning why. It's been a great opportunity to let go of my need for outside validation, a lesson I need to learn over and over again and will probably continue to relearn for the rest of my life. I'm committed to this and I will keep showing up. If there is an opportunity to invite people to step up and join you in your space of songwriting, giving and receiving feedback and participating in a vibrant songwriting community, then invite them in and step back and see what happens. Closing down, shutting up shop and quitting on your songwriting practice is not the answer. And if there's a way to gently recall someone back to that space, then do the same. We can only hope that we will be offered the same in return. Thank you for listening. It's been a pleasure to spend this time with you. To help others connect with the magic of songwriting, we'd love it if you'd take a moment to rate or review our podcast or share it with anyone you think would benefit from it. And if you want to find your community of songwriters, visit us at iheartsongwritingclub.com and let us help you reconnect with the magic of songwriting. Let